The journey of life is too complex and spiritual to be lived from your sensory perceptions. You're welcome to Love Life City, where we live life by the Holy Spirit. To raise men with the capacity to love genuinely both God and humanity through insight, discipleship, and fellowship. This message will set you up for a balanced lifestyle here on earth. Listen and be blessed. Glory to God. Now, one of the major reasons for meetings like this is so that we can have time to dive into the Word of God, you know, to hear from God's Word, to understand doctrine, to understand and know the God that you deal with. Many people will have too many issues in their work with the Lord because they don't even know the God that they deal with. And they don't know the God that they deal with because they don't know what His Word says about Him. The Word of God is not just a prophecy over your life. The Word of God is not just an instruction to you. The Word of God is a description of the personality of Jesus. The Word of God tells you who the Lord is, who God is. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And you see, your relationship with a person is better when you understand that person. True or false? There are people who will go to certain people in power just because they want certain favors and they will not get the favors. But there are other people who have a level of relationship with these people. As soon as they go, even if this man in power does not have money or have what they are asking for at the moment, because depending on the level of relationship, hallelujah, depending on the level of relationship that they have, that man can go as much as go and borrow just so that he can help this other guy that has a relationship. So, the summary of all of the things I'm saying now is that we don't, we are not getting everything we want in Christ. Not because God has not provided it, or God is not willing to do it, but because we are yet to understand Him on a deeper level. Praise the Lord. We are yet to have relationship with Him on a deeper level. Because as soon as we can attain deep relationship with Christ, then there is nothing He can withhold from us. There is nothing we cannot access. Because He has given everything to us, actually. But it is our responsibility to access what he has given. Amen. Amen. Are we here? So today I'm going to be talking about hope and joy. And I'll show you how they correlate. I I told you yesterday that hope is one of the engines that powers your Christian life. Anybody who does not have hope in his Christian work with the Lord is as much as an unbeliever. That person cannot achieve anything. That person will be frustrated. That person will be depressed. That person will open up the door for every form of demonic and satanic attack. That's hope. Then joy is one of the access points. Hope is like an atmosphere that accommodates joy. If you get an egg, the egg of a hen, and if you want that egg to hatch, you have to put it in a certain condition. True or false? Amen. So, the same way, if you want joy to produce results, because joy is that ambition um, that God has given to all believers that causes them to produce results. Joy is, is a weapon. Joy is like an access card to anything you want. According to Isaiah chapter 3 verse 12, it says, with joy shall you draw out of, the, out of the well of salvation. So joy can give you everything you want. And that's why Satan's biggest attack over the believer He's against your hope and he's against your joy. Help me preach your neighbor. Say, neighbor, are you aware? 
that Satan is against your hope and is against your joy. Are we together? Because as soon as you are hopeful, you have created the right atmosphere for joy to thrive. And when joy is thriving, everything you want will come into manifestation. Shout a big amen. amen. Hallelujah. This thing called hope is one is one of the engine room of the Christian, of the believer in Christ. It's one of the things that makes you steady in your work with God. That one day you will not wake up and say, this world is too wicked, I'm killing myself. And you jump over Third Mainland Bridge and nobody hears about you anymore. Is hope. If you find any Christian committing suicide, he lost one of his engines. Hope. And you know, in an aircraft, there is an engine that once that one goes off, it's usually at the right part of the aircraft. Once that engine goes off, it affects the other engine. It will take grace for the other engine to sustain you to, to landing. Am I communicating here? Hope is like the heartbeat of the believer. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you aware that if your heart begins to have issues, for a while you can still be alive. But if, if the issue continues to depreciate, you'll get to a point where you can't survive it anymore. Every other part of your body will begin to shut down. There is something called stroke. It's one of the things that results from a heart problem. You just notice, ah, one part of your body is not working again. One part of your, uh, your system shuts down. Why? Because the main engine shut down. Whenever we talk about hope, there is something that it does for the believer. <laughs> I'd like to let you know that many times when, it, when, when the Bible begins to define hope, it defines it as majorly two things. And I'm going to be mentioning those two things as I begin to teach so every time you hear the Bible talks about hope, 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 it's talking about two major things. Are we together? So let's run swiftly, swiftly. What is the Greek word for the word hope? The Greek word for the word hope is called epizo, elpizo, or elpis, E-L-P-I-Z-O. Yes, E-L-P-I-Z-O. That's elpizo, or you can call it elpis. And the meaning of that's that's what help is. That's what it means. It means hope. Now many people interpret hope as just uh, it's just for you to have hope. It's for you to say what is the meaning of hope. They will tell you ah hope is to have hope. But uh, if you want to define hope according to dictionary definition, hope is this. Hope according to dictionary definition is to want something to happen and to have a good reason for it happening. To want something to happen. To have and expectation. Amen. So that's the Bible definition of hope. To want something to happen and to have a good reason for that thing happening. You just want this thing to happen. Oh, how I wish this thing could happen. Oh, how I wish I can afford a car. How I wish I can travel to Canada. How I wish I want something to happen and there's a good reason for that thing you want to happen. That's hope. And that dictionary definition of hope is expectation. But that's not all. Let me define it again. Hope is Wanting something to happen and having a good reason for it to happen. That's hope. According to dictionary definition. But let me give you a principle. When a terminology is used in the Bible, don't define that terminology using dictionary definitions. You will miss it. If I tell you hope is expectation or wanting something to happen and you have a good reason for that thing to happen, it is less than 1% of the definition of what hope is. So the Bible definition of hope is two things. 
Now, Bible definition of epizo, which is hope, is two things. Hope, according to the Bible, talks about courage. Somebody say courage. Number one. Number two, hope talks about faith. Somebody say faith. Somebody say courage. Say faith. Say it again. Courage. Faith. That is what hope is about. Now, you can call it confidence. 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 Faith. Confidence. Faith. You can change that courage to confidence. Confidence gives me what I want. Hope is either confidence or faith. Anywhere you read the Bible and it's talking about hope, it's talking about confidence or it's talking about faith. Are we together? And I want to let you know that there are a couple of things that the hope of the believer is anchored on. There are, there are a couple of things that as the child of God your, he sponsors your hope. If you are born again and you don't have this thing called confidence and faith, everything you are doing in life is like a waste of time. Amen? Am I communicating here? Please follow, 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 follow. The distractions are getting much. I don't want these movements. Now, there are a couple of things that our confidence and our faith is built on. A couple of things. One of the things is that our hope is in the internal blessings of God. One of the things that makes up your confidence and your faith or makes up your hope as a child of God is the internal blessings of God. God has given you an internal... Help me tell your neighbor, neighbor, God has given you an internal blessing. Say it again. Say, neighbor, God has given you an internal blessing. Tell that person what this means is that... Tell that person what this means is that you are blessed forever. So if you were a child of God, one of the confidence you should have is that you have an eternal blessing. Abraham was blessed and he was blessed forever. You can't take it out of him. In fact, the blessing is so strong that if you bless him, you'll be blessed. And if you curse him, you'll be cursed. That is one, one thing you have received and you must know it. You must know. You don't have to understand it. You must just know it because the Bible says that is what it is. Am I communicating here? You should have confidence because you are blessed. Shout a big amen. amen. How do I know that every believer has received an internal blessing? The scripture says it. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 13. Hebrews 6 13. Hebrews 6 13. For when God promised, when God made promise to Abraham because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself saying, surely in blessing I will bless thee and in multiplying I will multiply thee. For us, the next verse says, For men verily swear by greater and, and, and an oath or confirmation is to them an end of all strife, wherein God did to, to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirm it by an oath, by two immutable things in, in which it is possible for us to lie. We might have a strong consolation who have led for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before which hope we have as an anchor of the soul and steadfast, and which entered into the, and which entered into that within the veil. Hallelujah. So we have a hope, hope of God that we are eternally blessed. You must not forget you are Abraham's seed. Are you aware? Are you aware that you are Abraham's seed? Some people are confused. How are we Abraham's seed? When God made a covenant with Abraham, it was through Abraham's came. Are you aware? And any man who believes in Jesus has become a part of the family of God. So Abraham was the first race 
that be, that brought about the existence of the sons of God. So if, through Abraham, Jesus came, and through Jesus we came. So our God is Abraham, and the Bible says that God. Did you understand? God made God swore by another name but Himself because nobody was greater than Him. In the only days, people will swear that they fear. And so, but he swore that he was going to bless Abraham and Abraham. And you are a seed of Abraham. Means that because you are a seed of Abraham, you are eternally blessed. I thought you say a loud amen. amen. Say it with me, swore that I outshot my blessing. This is my hope. Are you aware that Abraham was nothing? Had as at the time that God gave him this promise and said he was going to be blessed for. God called him the father of nations. He didn't have any, any child. And this is how God operates. If swore that he has internally blessed you, if, if you don't have five naira in your pocket, your the devil will beat you by all sides. He will hit you so hard. He will make you feel like, ah, your life is the worst. But the, the question is, the issue is, he's not attacking, he's not attacking you so that you would uh, uh, backslide immediately. He's attacking your hope. You can still be coming to church, but something is going wrong with your hope. Where have you put your hope? Hope in what? Or is your hope in one of the persons that's money? Can your bank account be empty, but you still open and say to yourself, I say, ah, I am internally. I am internally. I am internally blessed, not because there is a physical, but because God say I am internally blessed. Many believers, the reason why they can't even pray anymore, when they pray, they will sleep off from there, is because they forget to say. You, oh, that scripture says. You remember? He said, but this thing that this promise, this God has given to us, this hope set before us, has become an anchor also. If you look at it, it's, it, it, it's, it's very clear. Verse 19, right? It, which hope we have So the moment you're pressed, you feel like giving up. The Bible says, Abraham, God swore to bless him and his Abraham. I came from that lineage. So therefore, God is not my life. And this is an anchor. So even if I want to give up, there's an anchor. Someone say, hope is anchor. For the soul. Say it louder. Say, hope is an anchor. For your soul. It is hope that made you pray. Even when you've lost all things to pray. It is hope that will still give your last card. Even when there is nothing. It is hope that will still push you to go for evangelism. Going back. Hope. In what the word says. That you are blessed. And you are Is an accord. Let me tell you another phrase. That we, that we should have hope on. Alright. My hope should be built on. This is number two. The first thing our hope should be built, should be built on. We are internally blessed. God says we are internally blessed. Your hope should be, that, should be on that fact. That your hope should be on the grace of God. If you have lost hope or anything else, do not lose hope on the grace of God. Now explain what the grace of God is. Somebody say carries. C-H-A. And the meaning of carries is unmerited favor. The meaning of carries is reckless favor. Abundant favor. That's what carries is. Together. Oh. Are we still there? Yes, Let me tell you something about one of the signs of the last days. The last days after the Bible says, that many will not be able to endure sound doctrines. So you go to many churches and can I pro, pro, can I pro? What is H? H is for hope. What's your name? Is it of those things? Good. But in the last days, one of the signs is people will not be able to endure sound doctrine. And one of the signs that you are still on track is that you can sit down, you can hear, and you can write. 
is a sign that your heart is still burning for Jesus. Amen? But once this thing is not there, you need to be careful. Because one, that's one of the signs of the last days. Many will be unable to endure sound doctrines. So as I'm teaching you this thing, please pay attention. And your life will never remain the same. One of the things that your hope is built on, according to scriptures, is that is your hope is built on the, the grace of God is translated in Greek as charis. And charis means your merited favor of God. The abundant mercy of God. That's what charis is. And your hope. See, even if things are too bad, things are not going too well for you. Things are difficult for you. Are you aware that according to scriptures that there is no, it's, it's the first time anybody, there is, no, there is no religion on earth whose perpetrator or whose uh, the, the perpetrator of that religion, the founder of that religion they died and rose again. Are you aware? That's one of our strongest arguments. No religion, Muhammad, Buddha, all of them, they died and remained dead. It is only Christianity whose founder Jesus Christ died and rose from the grave. And his death and, listen, his death and resurrection is a sign that you too, you have a, a future. Am I communicating here? And no other religion can tell you about eternity except the Christian religion. Because if other religion, their founders did not die and go and, raise, and resurrect from the grave, it means anything they are telling you about eternity, heaven or hell, is not, you don't believe it. Who you should believe is the person who died, went there, and came back, and is telling you, I prepared a place for you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's the person you should believe. He went there, he came back to life, and he's telling you, this is where I prepared for you. This is, this is what I've done for you. And he's telling you, you will be with me. That's the person we should believe. And that should be one of the things that we have hope in. You don't live your life like you are living your life. And if you just die now, yes, of course, there are a lot of people who live their life that, that way because they are going to die. They know. Maybe they did money the one. They know that they are going to die soon. And they know where they are going to. But as a child of God, you don't live like you don't live in fear. You don't live in mediocrity. You don't live like all hope is lost. You live like you are going somewhere. Let me re, let me re show you something. First Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 12. First Thessalonians 4 12. 12 to 13. Can we read quickly? 1 Thessalonians 4, 12 to 13. I'm going to read for time's sake. It says, Now we do not want you to be uninformed, believers, about those who are asleep in death, so that you will not grieve for them as the others do who have no hope beyond this present life. Somebody say with me. Say with me. There are people who have no hope beyond this present life but I have hope beyond this present life so anybody who is dead in Christ is just sleeping on the resurrection morning they will arise again they will raise up they will be resurrected with Christ and then you will see them in heaven that's the beauty so no matter how anything that happens I'm no longer I will still see success after 100 years I will still see what's your name sir? innocent I'm still going to see innocent I'm still going to see my brother kingdom wealth I'm still going to see favor. I will see every one and each of you who is in Christ. Is that not something to be joyful about? This is where our hope should be hinged. This is some things when you remember. You rejoice and say, glory to God. I have an eternal hope. I have a lively hope. I'm not scared if I'm going to go to hellfire or not. I know where I'm going to. Say, I know where I'm going to. 
So uh, one of the camp meetings, I think, is doing our Evo camp meeting this this year end December. I'm going to be teaching about eternity. I will show you from scriptures that a Christian cannot go to hell. Shout a big amen. amen. A born again Christian cannot go to hell. So number six, what do we have? Remember number five, I said we must have hope in the resurrection of the saints. Number six now is that you must have hope in the glory of God. Shout a big amen. Are you aware that there is a glory resting on your life? The meaning of the Greek word of the word glory is called dogza. Somebody say dogza. Are you writing, guys? Are you guys writing? Another word, Greek word for the word glory is called doga. Dogza is D-O-H-A-X-A. That's dogza. Then doga is D-O-G-A. That's doga. Now, why dogza talks about um, the dignity of God? You know when a when a king comes to a place, he's called a dignitary, a dignitary, two of us, and everybody will recognize him. There will be something in in you from God that will make everybody recognize God in you. Is the dignity of God, is the glory of God. Then the meaning of doga is called weight. Somebody say weight. Oh Jesus Christ. The meaning of doga is called weight. I swear. As the, the way I've just said it, that there is something that is a, there is something called the dignity of God that is on you that makes people to recognize God in you. There's also something called the dog of God. The weight of God is on you, and that thing will also make people. That weight of the glory of God is what can take away cancer. That weight of the glory of God is what will make you hate sin. That weight of the glory of God is what will make you not be confused by any boy that is giving you 50k every month as allowance. The weight. When that weight comes on you, you are confident and you are comfortable and you are contented. Even if all you have is curry and sugar for one month. Your hope should be that there is something you are carrying called the glory of God. Even if I feel somehow now, as I begin to lift up my hands and begin to pray, there is something that comes on us. It's called the glory of God. And listen, I wish that this glory used to come and go. This glory does not come and go. It's steady. Isn't permanent on that's what the scripture says. Why am I even talking too much? Colossians 1:27. Look at this. We are going to read it together. This is the first scripture we are going to read all together at the same time. Open Colossians 1:27. Let's read together. One, two, three. Okay. Nope, you are not there. Colossians 1:27. Please, if you are there, let me just shout glory if you are there. So you know, sometimes in church when we shout glory, 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 what we are doing is that we are we are we are igniting a consciousness of a deposit of God on our inside. There is a presence of God on our inside. We are just igniting. We are, we are announcing to the atmosphere and reminding ourselves that we carry something. Somebody shout glory. glory. You are not doing it well. I said shout glory. glory. You didn't hear what I said. You know, when I, when, let me say it again. I said whenever you shout glory, you are bringing back to your consciousness and announcing to your atmosphere that you are carrying the dignity of God you are carrying the weight of God. That's what you are doing. Are you carrying the dignity of God? There is something on you that when people look at, they will, they would, they would see God. They will revere God. It's called the glory of God, and that's what you're carrying inside. And so whenever we say shout glory, we are trying to tell you announce what you carry. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, announce what you carry. Shout glory! glory! Are we there now? Colossians first. 
Uh, Colossians 1 verse 27. Let's read together. 1, 2, 3, go. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of the mysteries among the Gentiles. Look at, look at this. So, let's read again. Let's read again. To, 1, 2, 3, go. To whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of his mysteries among the Gentiles. Which is Christ in you, the hope. What is your hope of glory? What is your hope of glory? Say Christ in me. My hope of glory. Now, now when, when, my, when I hinge my hope to this understanding that Christ in me is my hope of glory. Even if I was feeling down, joy just comes naturally. Anytime you feel oppressed, depressed, these are scriptures you should go back to. Say, Christ in me is my hope of glory. And because I carry this hope, nothing can stop me. Nothing can push me down. The devil's assignment on me has failed. It ended at the beginning. Because Christ in me. What's your hope? Say, Christ in me. My hope of glory. So the dignity of God is sitting on you. And the weight of God. Do you know what the weight of God is? Maybe you don't understand what the weight of God is. The weight of God is what led the children of Israel as a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. And these guys, at some point, the Philistines were, who they were pursuing them could not see them. Because a cloud, a weight covered them. The weight of God is just a little of what came upon Moses in the mountain of the Bible says, and he came down from the mountain of an experience with God. And then the Bible says his face began to glow. What came on him was a weight. But right now, that those days, the weight used to come and used to go. But now the weight is constant. Because if Christ is in you, you have a hope of glory. Who has a hope of glory here? Say, Christ in me. It's my hope of glory. Say, I'm not hopeless. Say, my hope plenty. Because Christ in me is my hope of glory. Now, another way to understand this scripture is that if you carry Christ on your inside, then you are bound for heaven. Because this thing called glory is, so, is, uh, is defined as you know, God taking over you. The presence of God taking over you or being carried into the presence of God or being in the presence of God. So when we say our hope of glory, what, happen, what happens on the last days, on the day of resurrection, is that people will be glorified. You know Jesus was glorified, right? The presence of God took him up to heaven. On the last day, we too will be glorified. And our hope of that glorification I can show you many scriptures. There's a scripture, Ephesians chapter 3, and if you read first the last verse, it says, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of promise for which you have been sealed till the day of redemption. That is the Holy Ghost on your inside. Christ on your inside is your, is your assurance that you are going to heaven. This is our hope. This is what makes us hopeful. That Christ in me is my hope of glory. I don't care how I suffer in this world if I have Christ in me. There's a song I used to sing when I was younger. If I have you, I have everything else. So I live my whole heart just to worship you. This glory of God on your inside will not, is not just going to take you to heaven. It is going to make your, your experience on earth smooth. Arise and shine. For your light has come. And what? So you, you can become, when the Bible talks about shining as light, it's talking about influencing the people, influencing the culture. So the Bible is saying, 
When it says arise and shine, he said arise and influence. Have influence over this, over your territory. Have influence over your city. Have influence over your community. But the reason why you are going to have influence is because glory. There's glory on your life. Say there's glory on my life. Say I have influence. I am blessed. I am favored. I am not ignored. Because there is glory. When Moses came down from the mountain, are you aware that people could not ignore him? In case they were ignoring you before, I came to, re- to remind you and to let you know. Maybe you didn't know that you were carrying glory on your side. But from now henceforth, as you come into the consciousness of the glory you carry on, re- on your inside, I prophesy over your life. You will no longer be ignored in the name of Jesus. Listen, that's how. See, even as I'm talking to you right now, I walk with that consciousness. There's nowhere I go to and I'm not, I'm not recognized. There's nowhere. There is no, that's the consciousness I have. I don't know about you. That's the hope I have. I don't know about you. This is the hope you should have. When you go for that job interview, you are going with the consciousness. I carry the glory of God. They know they, 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 know they miss glory. Are you what I'm saying? If you see $10,000 on the road, somebody lost it. It's on the road. Can you miss it? Set your otherwise. It's the same way. They know, how can you carry the glory of God and they, they look at you and say, this job is not for you, get out. Even if you are not, see, it's, it's about what your hope is on. And the devil doesn't want you having hope at all. Anywhere I enter, the book of song says, Jesus Christ is seated. It's an understanding, it's a consciousness that if I enter anywhere, glory came. Say, if I enter anywhere, Glory has come. Shout hallelujah. This is the consciousness you will have. This is your hope. Shout it be amen. Number seven. We have hope in God's plans for us. If God has a plan for you, you must have hope in that plan. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. For I know the thoughts I think towards you thoughts of good, not of evil, to give you a hope and a future. His plan gives you hope. It gives you a future. Anybody, anybody else can decide not to have a future. But if you have God, then you have a hope. Don't, see, don't give up on the man that carries God. It will shock you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't give up on a man that is carrying God, that carries the glory of God. He will amaze you. You might not even understand his future. Don't give up on him. Some, somebody came to stay in my house one day. And I was like, my, myself, he came, he was so scattered. That's why, up to now, I don't look down on anybody. If you, if you come and you are in need, I will tell you, come into my house. You do something that I, couldn't, I can't enjoy again. And I'll tell you, okay, bye bye, sir. See, this is not scriptural. I leave you too long. You can influence me to join you. So go. Alright. So he came to my and this guy was not looking like anything that would make sense. I just knew him as ah, he just said to me, I am a man of God. My name is Apostle. So 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 so. Came to my house and said, So see, I'm coming to your house. I don't have anywhere to stay. I'm homeless. But I want to stay in your house. I said, Sir, it's a privilege. Please come and stay in my house. Now are you with me, sir? I'm telling you what can happen to you. You can't even place it. You can't even. 
If that man carries Christ on his, on his inside, he will shock you. Because he can be looking like this now. But after five years, he will be looking like Elon Musk. Did you drive here? If I tell you after five years, you can you drive with a fleet of cars and escorts. Does it look like it? That is what happens for a man whose hope is on the Lord. On the plans of God. So the guys came to my house. I will go and I will give him food. I will, my money, I will use and buy food. I will pay people to cook food and stayed in my house. For as long, I told him at some point, I said, in my head, I was saying, wait, who is this person saying? How? You know, of course, that's what you How can a person call himself an apostle? An apostle, apostle, yeah. You are priding everywhere. You don't even have a house. Are you sure what I'm saying? How can somebody, how can somebody be, be claiming that he's a born again Christian? You don't even have anything to show for it. Your life is going down and down and down. You can, every time you are, you are calling me, bro, see, let me show anybody you see in this church. Respect that person. In fact, check the next person and say, Your Excellency, sir. Because in the next couple of days, in the next couple of ego shock you. You are looking at me. You are playing with me. Don't play. <laughs> if not, you will learn. <laughs> I care what I'm saying. I thank God I did not, I did not treat that person bad. I will give him my this. I will use this one. At some point, I, I think I had like a um, program. Tonight, so I left my house. I traveled for program. I think seven months or eight months down the line. Papa, you know, then he was, he was just talking to me. See, see, you're my friend now. Anytime, God blesses me. He's, he's going to bless me. 15 million era. Nothing. I'm going to give 15 million era start. Nothing. God, his money is coming. He was just talking to me. This is, see, now he was talking that way. He didn't have one era. He didn't have a house. But he had hope. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The way the guy was talking, I was looking at him and said, This is what I mean. They are too proud. See, if someone does not tell you you are proud, you don't have hope yet. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There is a kind, it's called confidence. It is, it is an annoying confidence. Oh, and sometimes I come to the church and tell you, hey, We are going to be mighty men on the earth. God said, We are raising kings and priests. We are, we, the least of us shall be bigger than David. Least of us shall be richer than Elon Musk. You see, we need to get used to saying things like this because it will happen. We are not saying it based on what we can afford, or based on our account, or based on our foundation, or based on what our father and mother has and our connections. We are saying it based on integrity of what the Bible says, based on integrity of God's plan. Somebody say God's plan. God's plan. See, see, see. My hope is that God has plans for me. That's that's it. I have. He has plans for me. So seven to eight months down the line, Baba became a millionaire. Bobbed into a hundred and something million. I didn't know. He didn't even tell me. So. I was now seeing pictures. Someone Lexus posted here. I went to Baba and said, Baba, I remember your boy. <laughs> Amen. No, it's normal. Sometimes when people hammer, you know, they forget. But if you are, if you are, if you are sensitive, or you are truly saved, when God blesses you, the next people you should look for is the people around you, your brethren. Ask them in the house. If money enters my hands, it is start looking. The first thing I do after taking out my tithes, I'll start looking for this boy. What's your need? Oh yeah, this one. What's it? That's how. That's how to live. So I went to Baba, and of course when I went to Baba, and then of course some of you, when your friends that have hammered, forget you. 
Some of you are you are too proud. You can't even go and say, ah, Baba Afana, help your boy with at least the least two million. Some of you are too proud. Is it I'm telling you based on experience? I somebody close to me now. He all his friends has hammered. But he said, Don't worry, because this time is the best. Ten years now, Baba is still where he is. I say, God, I've seen dreams, and that dream, I bought a jeep, I, I bought a land, and uh, God's time is the best. We just keep to, just keep to, just keep waiting on the Lord. He will show up one day. Your friend became a millionaire. You can't go and knew that. I say, I know who we are cosmates before. Please help me, help my life. Let me tell you something. Any blessing that happens to someone close to you is a prophecy for your life. Are you hear what I'm saying? Don't joke with it. If God is blessing your pastor, it's a prophecy for you. If, if that's it, then the, 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 the disposition you have is he has done it for this one, mine is the next. So you go and beg the person and say, Alpha, help your boy. Help your boy. You know, share what God has done for you. Don't don't become proud. Why you're doing why you're doing that? The hope is high on the plans of God. Even if he chooses not to help you, the hope. Finally, he helped me now. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are we still here? I want to just show you a few things, just very few things that are killers of your hope. Things that kills your hope. Remember, when I'm talking about hope, this is so important because hope is the incubator of joy. And joy is the, the armor, is the weapon that delivers everything you want in Christ. That's what joy is. So let's, let's look at this. The killers of your hope. We have not even talked about joy, but we are getting there. Shout hallelujah. The first killer of your hope is shame that is sponsored by sin. Shame sponsored by sin will drain your hope. How do I know? How do I know? According to Proverbs 14 verse 34, righteousness exalts a nation, but sin brings shame to any people. Righteousness. Are we together? Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin brings shame to any people. Proverbs 14 and 34. So, shame sponsored by sin kills your hope. Are we together? No, I lost you. I said, are we together? So, shame is opposed, is opposed to hope. You know why I said hope is confidence now, Abi? Hope is what? So, when a man sins, sin brings in shame and shame reduces your confidence. See, that's, that's not my portion. So, Romans chapter 5 and verse 5. It says, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Ghost who has been given to us. Hope does not put us to shame. Confidence does not make you ashamed. So if you have any trace of shame around you, you are feeling shy, feeling ashamed, feeling embarrassed, feeling hopeless it's because sin has entered somewhere. So what do you do to sin? Confess. He that is, who that covers his sin shall not prosper. But he that confesses his sin and renounces them shall obtain what? I was teaching you guys one day from 1st John chapter 1 from verse 1 to the end how a person can be in the presence of people fellowshipping with light and not fellowship with light it's sin that causes that how you can be amongst where God is doing things in the life of people and you are not there it's sin that is covered that causes that praise the Lord are you, are you, are you, are you here? Yes, sir. <laughs> ah so he that confesses is not possible. He that confesses and renounces shall obtain mercy. So when you confess and renounce your sin, you receive the mercy of God. And then when you receive the mercy of God, the confidence of God comes back. 
the joy of the Holy Ghost comes back. Another killer of your confidence. Remember, if your confidence is intact, your joy will be intact. And if your joy is, your, is intact, all forms of miracle will happen to you. Shout to big amen. Number two killer of hope or confidence is materialism. Somebody say materialism. Many people's hope are on physical possessions. And when that physical possession goes down the drain, your hope is lost. According to scriptures, our hope should not be on physical possessions. Are we together? Oh. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 1. Hey, I'm losing some of you. Colossians 3 and verse 1. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your heart on things above where Christ Let your hope be only in Christ. It's very simple. This one I'm sharing with you is very simple. Yes. I'm waiting for everybody to look up. Now, um, there are tendencies. God, according to the scriptures, God wants us to. The only thing that is give, that should give you hope, you know, that should guarantee your hope is his word, his promises, his plans, um, his grace, his glory. What should be guaranteeing your hope should not be that you have 10 million naira in fixed deposits. There are many people who are just so, just so hopeful. The future is bright. Oh God, if Tunibu wakes up and says all the banks will shut down for two years and all the money on the bank will be confiscated, will now become national treasury. What will happen to your hope? Eh? What will happen to your confidence? That is why what should be sponsoring your confidence should not be money, not car. So that if, if Satan attacks all of these things, he has not touched your hope yet. Are you, are you with me? If Satan took everything he, Job had, everything Job had, but he, didn't, he couldn't touch Job's hope. And it was a matter of time. Because hope was still intact, joy was intact, every other thing came. The reason why you have not yet attracted every other thing many times is because the devil is, is choking pain on your hope. He's just he's oppressing your hope. Making you hopeless by the day. Thereby taking away your joy. I read to you in scriptures before. I said Isaiah 3, 12. With joy, you will draw water out of the well of salvation. With joy, everything God died for, you can carry it. That's what the scripture says. Everything Jesus died for, you have it. With joy, with joy. Just give him joy. Give joy and you get it. But the devil keep oppressing your hope because he knows your hope is what brings your joy. Are we together? So, your hope should not be hinged on the fact. Some people, they, they begin to speak good English, Queen's English. Oh, the Lord is God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And when you look at your hands, they have a tab. And they have, and they're so, they just got a tab, an iPhone, something, iPhone, tab, tablet, you know, the latest series. And you look at your shoe, it's Italian made, 150K. Some people look at their, their, their clothes, it's Gucci made, uh, 1 million, 1.5 million. How many of you have watched interviews? You see people, uh, they stand and they say, what's the word of your chain? They say, this is ice, 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 ice. He choke, he choke. Ice. How much is your ice worth? $500,000. Ah! So, oh, wow, you deflect. So, uh, some people, that is their hope. That is their confidence. If anything happen to that ice or to all the money they have, hope gone. And this, this is one of the reasons why Many people sink into depression. Many superstars. Are you aware? Because when they became superstars, that superstarship became their all in all. And now they are no longer popular. They, they, you see how that's why this is popular. They do so much to stay up. 
they will put in only because as soon as they start dropping, or maybe what they are doing is no longer working. The next thing is depression. I heard of one actress. She started having bipolar disorder. She will look at her husband, and the husband will look like a taxi driver to her. Look at her baby, her baby look like a bucket. That's di- that's bipolar disorder. She had mental issues because she began to fail in her career. This thing called mental health problem. Another lady, I uh, this one I, I used to watch her. You guys know her in the house. She has what is called obsessive compulsive disorder. What's that called again? Obsessive compulsive disorder. Obsessive compulsive OCD. Yes, yes, yes. She had she has OCD. That is. I I, I learned that you told me at some point. She, she was not doing well at, at some point and she had to go away from social media for a long time and then she comes back and the only thing that is giving her morale giving her confidence is that she has two point something million followers on facebook and every time she comes on that facebook the she the the, the, the two point something million followers the views is giving her confidence some of you when you post on on facebook and only two likes you have all your confidence will drain you post on TikTok. You you did so well. You tried your heart to do that TikTok challenge. You saw your friend. She did her own. 10,000 views. You did your own. Two likes. I minus one view. You're now becoming different. See, this thing, this message I'm preaching is very, is very useful for ladies. Most ladies. This thing called mood swing is not of God. There is no gift of the spirit or temperament of the spirit or fruit of the spirit, sorry, that is called mood swing. All the fruit of the spirit we are hearing is love, joy, kindness, gentleness, goodness. There is no mood swing inside. You are saying you have mood swing. Where did you get it from? Because your confidence was on material things. Your hope was on So once that material thing begins to shake, it's gone. Let me tell you, even when you get married, let your hope not be on your spouse. Let your confidence not let your spouse not be the source of your joy. Because if you, if the person becomes the source of your joy, you'll be angry every day. That's why you shouldn't get married to somebody who's not born again. Yes, I said it. Put me anywhere. You marry a non-believer, they will marry you, and, and the only time they are happy is when you make them happy. Once you make a small mistake, you are their you, you are their worst nightmare. Marry a person whose joy is sponsored by the Holy Ghost. Out, hallelujah. He says, and hope make it not ashamed because the love of Christ is shed abroad in our because the joy of the Holy Ghost is in our hearts. We our hope does not fail us. That's what that scripture is saying. Because the love of Christ is in our hearts, our hope does not fail us. So this your wife, her hope is on, on the Lord, her confidence on the Lord. She wakes up in the morning and spit in tongues for 30 minutes, and she has hope on the Lord. And you, you maybe you you, you you woke up on the wrong side of your bed and you're angry. Let's see. Man, this thing you did. I don't see. I don't like. Clean my shoe. Clean my shoe. You don't clean my shoe. You don't. It's your food. It's bad. When he does that, he does not spoil your day. He did it in the morning. There are some people say, I don't want quarrel because I don't want my day to be spoiled. Oh God, if you like quarrel, let's anything you want to do, do it. If my confidence is on the Lord, you can't spoil my day. That nonsense about how oh, you don't spoil my day can't happen to me. Talking about it. Shout hallelujah. Because you are not the source of my joy. So anytime somebody gets you angry and then you became angry throughout the day, your confidence is somewhere else, not in God. Are we together? Are we together? Sometimes when your last key, your last card, 
It's just 5,000 naira in your, your account. And the 5,000 naira is about to go. Suddenly you become depressed. You start looking like somebody who they beat 10 times. That's, that's where your confidence is. Where, what happened to Christ in me is my hope of glory. What happened to that? What happened to the plans of God? What happened to that? The grace of God. Your hope on the grace of God. What happened to that? That even if everything goes down today, you will still be hopeful. Shout it big amen. amen. Say, if, every, if everything goes down today, it's got nothing on my joy. Shout hallelujah. Say, if I lose everything today, see, when I, when, I, when I are saying this, you better think well. What if it's your parents that you lost? Yes, sir. He's part of it now. So one of the things you need to do is be sure that your parents are born again. All of your parents are born again. Because if, if you lost your parents and they are born again, then you won't you won't be you won't mourn like people who have no hope. You will mourn for them. But it doesn't it doesn't drink. There are people who actually kill themselves. Have you seen couples when the first one died, the second one died too? How come? Why? Why will you die because your husband died? Your, your, all your confidence is in the man, not in God. God is the source of your confidence and the source of your joy. Then you won't die when your husband died. These are we talking something. Please follow my train of thoughts. Now, when I'm talking about, still talking about couples, let's go back to couples. When you, you're my wife, and you are, your confidence is in God, your joy is sponsored by God. And my own joy is, when both of us come together, even if we are knowing ourselves, when both of us come together, the joy of God on our inside becomes our strength. You can't see our weaknesses. You can't see my weaknesses. I can't see your weaknesses. Because the joy has covered it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, when we come together, it's just going to be more joy. More joy. More excitement. You are just coming from the presence of God happy. I'm coming from the presence of God happy. We meet at the same. Where will quarrel come from? Eh? This is a secret I'm teaching you. Let your confidence be on the Lord. And nothing in this world should rob your confidence. They tell, tell me the, the confidence I have, the world did not give it. Say, I have confidence. Say, God has not given me speed of fear. But of love, of power, of sound mind. Therefore, the confidence I have, the world did not give it. Therefore, the world cannot take it. You believe it? Say it loud, Amen. amen. I said, say it louder, Amen. amen. Chai. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Look at another thing that takes away your, your, your hope. Regrets. Regrets. Regrets takes away your hope. There are some of you, you've made a mistake before, but you won't let go of that mistake. You keep going back. I, I wish I did not do this. I will, not, I will not be here today. I will not be in this level today. I wish say, I wish say, I wish say, that visa, that visa, that visa, they approve I wish say, I wish say, my friend, oh, that thing you are doing, I wish, I wish. Is killing your hope. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13. Are you tired? <laughs> Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. Somebody say, forgetting what is behind. Listen. If your hope must be constant, you must learn to forget Touch your neighbor. Say, neighbor, learn to forget. Forget those bad things that happened to you. Forget those things, those, those trash, those mistakes you made. That guy where wicked you. God say, hammer. Forgive her. Forget her. 
The reason why some persons are not making it in life is that they have it in, in mind to wicked their uncle that swore that their father will not make it. So when they make it, they will go and go back down and they will spray him money. After spraying money, they will buy alcohol for him and all that. And anytime he comes to beg, just to show him that they have arrived. Whenever they come to beg, for, he comes to beg for money, he will now tell the man, Oka, what did you do to my father? That, that, you see, that's, what, that's the motivation for people making money. They want to just build a house in the front of that, their uncle, buy a land in front of that, their uncle's house that's wickeded them. Or that they wicked them. <laughs> and when they build the house, it will be bigger than their uncle's house, just to prove the point. That's why God has not blessed you, sir. Not due respect. Because that regrets, that, that regrets that you're having. Ah, I wish we are blessed. I wish I had money. That, that feeling of regret is killing your hope. It's crippling your hope. You must learn to forget even the pains, the mistakes, all the things that hurt you from the back. The Bible says, Paul said, I forget these things and I press on towards the mark of the high calling. What should be your greatest focus is to please God and to do the will of God. Not even to make money. Forgetting all the things that are behind you. Pressing towards God. That's why I, t- I sang on, on Sunday. You are not wasting time. If all you are doing is prayer and fasting. Oh God, well, you are doing real work. The world will call you lazy. Because the Bible even says, it says, if in this world you have only hope in Christ, you are of all men most miserable. It's in scriptures. The world will tell you you are stupid. If all you do is just to follow Jesus, serve him, love him, they will tell you you are stupid. Preach to people, convert people, they will tell you you are stupid. Shout hallelujah. So regrets is one of the things that cripples your hope. Makes you, regrets ties you to the past. Hope ties you to the future. Say that again. Regret ties you to the past. Hope ties you to the future. You believe you shout it loud, amen? So repeated sins is the last thing I want to check. I want to talk about here. Repeated sins. When you repent of something, let it go. Be sincere about your repentance and let it go. But if you keep repeating your sins, the sins, the same mistake over and over again, there is going to be a crippling of your hope. God will always forgive you. God will always forgive you, but to steal your confidence. Do you understand what I just said now? Uh, do you understand what I just said now? Okay, let me show you something very quickly. Um, the Bible said something powerful. The Bible says, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. So when you commit sin and you give yourself to sin, you, you become a slave to it. And you know, a slave does not have hope. The slave's hope is in the hand of the master. Are you aware? It is what the master does to the slave that the slave doesn't have hope. He doesn't have a future. He doesn't have a plan. He doesn't have a thought. He's, what, he's waiting for what the master will do. Anything my master talk now, that's what sin makes turns you into. Especially when it is consistent and continuous. But let me show you how to overcome sin. Because this is the greatest killer of hopes and confidence. Hallelujah. There's a scripture I, I came across I, I, I wanted to even share with us today. Um, um, the book of Romans 1 verse 16. Sorry. Romans 1 verse 16. Did you know what it says? I am not, I am not embarrassed because of the power of observation. What this means is that when your confidence is intact, you will preach. You will always preach. You won't be tired of preaching. But sin, repeated sin, is one of the things that drains your confidence. And let me show you how to overcome repeated sins. Are we ready? Are we ready to see that? Hey, Abana, Teliga. Yeah, I wish I had more time. 
First Timothy chapter 4 verse 7. How do you overcome sins that has become addictions? Sins that has become consistent, constant. You, you, this thing you don't want to do it, but you consistently see yourself doing it. How do you overcome that? First Timothy chapter 4 verse 7. This is what the Bible says. It says, but, first Timothy, are you there? Okay, let's all read together. One, two, three, go. First Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7. Are we there? Oh, you are not there now. Are you there? Let's read together. One, two, three, go. Somebody say, exercise yourself towards godliness. Somebody said, refuse old and vain wife fables. That, that is all these things that you have been doing. This, all this rubbish character. Reject it. Stay away from it. It's not, it's not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost will help you change your desires. But you have some work to do. You have to discipline yourself and say, okay, I notice I'm always watching this pornographic site. Block your phone from receiving any pornographic content. Start with that. Or give your phone away. Start. Reject. Refuse. These old wife, wife fables. You notice that anytime you see this particular person, all your sexual stuff will be excited. Stay away from that person. You notice that anytime you go close, anytime you pass, and you see where they wrote Bet Ninja, all the intelligence for gambling in you is excited. Pass another word. You notice anytime you watch anything like Netflix and you see this sexual scene in them, you will become tempted to want to fornicate and do things that are not of God. Stop watching Netflix or film. Watch cartoon. That's what it means to reject and refuse old wife. It's, it's, it's like, you know, this is my problem and I'm refusing. Let me tell you one of my secrets. If God draws a line here, say, don't cross this line. This line, for instance, this line. Don't Okay, if God draws a line here. Say, don't cross this line. Eh? This is where I'll come and draw my own line. Here. So that anything that makes me come here, I will know I've, I've, I've made a mistake. I'll go back. Some people, when God draws his own line here, they will go and draw their own here. You know all the things that, that will lead you to temptation. You know that anytime somebody gives you money, you, be, you, you your Judas calling is activated. I don't know if you know Judas was a treasurer. treasurer. He was stealing money now. You don't know. So some people, you know, if, if anything, money comes into your hands, the calling of Judas will be activated on your inside. You know it's your problem. They, they, no, they, they say, I want to, let's make you financial sketchy. No, 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 no. I don't want to be financial. Reject. Somebody say, reject old wise fables. All these things that, you know, you, you, you know that anytime you eat too much, but the tendencies for you to begin to misbehave, talk anyhow, lie, cheat, the tendencies for you to crave alcohol comes on you. Stop eating too much. Fast. Fast. Reject old wife fables. And then he said, when you've done this, you know, listen, that's why in this church, this church is open for every kind of human being. Every kind. If you are a drunkard, we will love you like that. If you smoke Igbo, you are the one I was looking for. In fact, you are the reason why they burn me. The reason is because if you have that issue, do not, you will not stop you from coming to church. Keep coming to church. You can even serve in church. But make sure you put in principles that will keep you away from that thing. 
first your transformation is 50% gotten when you can reject the things that tempt you are you hear what I'm saying I'm telling you the reason why Christians are not as powerful as they should, they should is because they have allowed repeated sin to strangulate and suffocate their confidence why is it that you are not the Bible says greater work I have done is that you will do and even more as I, if you believe in me if I go to be with my father why is it that that scripture you've not decided Jesus rose the dead why is that you are not confident to go to the hospital and tell them to give you the person that just entered mortuary check it if not all of those things are mentioned if your hope is not on, on all of those things are mentioned then the problem is that there is a sin repeated sin the first thing you must do reject it the second thing you must do is now you exercise yourself unto what? Exercise yourself unto what? Unto godliness. That's the next thing. How was the exercise? So after rejecting, you know, for instance now, when you want somebody to say, ah, man of God, I, I am too fat. Uh, uh, a prophet told me, if I don't lose weight, I will not marry you. He says, man of God, I've decided. I'm going on 40 days. It's only water and fruit I'll be eating. I say, yeah. I say, thank God for your life, man. I will support you. I say, how about gym? Are you going to no my love God? No, 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 no. I'm not going to the gym. I will just stay. I will fast. I know my body, man of God. I know my body. I know my body. If I fast and take food, it will work. I say, okay, let's watch you. Praise the Lord. I'm talking to you. She's fatter than how she was before. Praise the Lord. Nobody shaming anybody, sure. But I'm trying to prove a point to you. When you separate yourself from a sin, you must engage yourself with something else or else the sin will come back stronger you must come busy god that's nature abhors vacuum praise the lord so it's, it's exercise yourself goodness so you give yourself to the things of god prayer fasting bible study you're exercising yourself you've just stopped that character stop the habit then don't be quiet don't be don't be looking for people that will now make you feel like ah you're a good person now no now begin to work on yourself. Begin to download the word of God. Sometimes when, some people, when they give their life to Christ, the next thing is that they want to be around people that they'll be feeling like, ah, I'm now a good person. No. It's not enough. Start feeding yourself. Start growing in your personal time. Sometimes take out book, be writing scriptures, quote scriptures, just be memorizing scriptures. Write down different scriptures. That's what it means to exercise yourself. When you go to the gym, you don't sit down and do nothing. You exercise. Am I communicating here? Are you hearing me? Yes, yes. You exercise. That's what happens if you must see a change. If your confidence will no longer be on attack, you must exercise yourself unto Another thing you must do to escape the repetition of sin or the consistency of sin is recorded in Romans chapter 6 and verse 19. Let's read that quickly. Romans 6 and verse 19. Romans 6 and verse 19. Ah. She would have made this our... Bible study to be 10 hours. Let's read. 1, 2, 3, go. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as ye have yielded your members servants to uncleanness and to iniquity unto iniquity, even so now yield your members servants to what? Gospel, did you just read what we read? Yield your members servants unto righteousness, unto holiness. So the same way you gave yourself to that old wife feebles. Okay. I, I used to say this. I said, some of you, do you remember that the first day you told a lie, your body was literally shaking. 
But now you are an expert. Because you exercised yourself in it. Amen. The first day I smoked. Close this door. The first and the last day I tasted cigar. Benson. I think that's what it's called. Benson. I tested it at a very early age. I think I was about seven or eight. Yes, very early. Trust me. My, me and my brother was very adventurous. Don't worry. If you give birth to two boys, you understand what I'm saying. Very adventurous. We literally will go around the city of Kano barefooted. We don't, we don't send your papa. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Very adventurous. Very adventurous. So one day, we, I was an elderly man. I think he used to work on soccer ways. You know those things they used to do on soccer ways? To clear it so that when it's full, so that you understand. So I had to be moving if soccer ways blocked. And, yeah. So the guy was busy working so hard. He was smoking one of the cigarettes. Of course, before then, we have been ex- anticipating. You know when you've been seeing something very regularly, you want to experience it. Everybody's doing it. It was not in my mind. I'm a brother's mind. I say, they call this thing Benson Sweet. Must it be a sweet? You know, I'm not even that's what they call it, Benson Sweet. Yeah, this one say, Madam, I gave Benson Sweet. No, I say, I gave Benson Sweet. I, I thought, this thing must be sweeter. <laughs> so we saw the guy. <laughs> he was walking just behind. Behind, we went behind the guy. And we went to where his Benson Sweet was. Two. Like he knew that we were two. <laughs> my, my brother was very smart. He took it. I was, I was looking for him. He took it from behind. I ran away. Baba didn't notice it. He's a child. Finally, oh, it's about to go down. Before then, we have been practicing because, you know, this thing you do, you, you like matches and learn. He did not do it. He did, did enjoy your childhood. <laughs> if you are here, you did that, he name is your hand. Yeah? Yeah. Why don't you do like this now? But we, we have been practicing. We have been practicing. But wanted to test the real thing because we felt like that one, it's, maybe that one is, did you do that? Thing? Did you use matches? You didn't do it. Ah, no, you did enjoy childhood, don't worry. <laughs> but God saved you too. Um, so we did, we took, we took it and then we went up. We didn't even know where to light because you know there's, in that thing, there's a part you put your mouth, there's a part you light. We didn't know. We first of all put the matches in the part you put your mouth. Yes. So he was burning. Say, my brother, I, say, I don't think it's like this. It's supposed to catch fire and then off. And then smoke will start coming. We now check. Okay, let's try the second side. Now try the second side. Now put it. Now light. This thing was not coming up. My brother said, oh, yeah. who, who is best to take? <laughs> my brother, the bold guy, my brother was actually more adventurous. I was adventurous to the peak. But that guy, his own is zenith. So he took he took the first. I said, I said, how far is it? I now took my own. I took some drugs. I noticed the world was turning upside down. My brother finished his own. I was fine. I was like, I'm older, than, I'm older than him with one year. But he finished when I was fine. And I was feeling like the world was about to end. The, throughout the whole day, I wanted, I said, God, what have I done? Trust me, if I had continued to take that dancing suite, I would have been an expert. The same way you gave yourself unto ungodliness and you became a master of it. That's the same way the Bible says, now give yourself unto godliness and let it master you. We, we, me and my brother, we did a lot of things. We, we, were, we, we, we were, I don't know how to call it, street teeth. Is that street teeth? This, this is the warning for you, please. Oh. If you're raising your children, try and be present for them. 
My parents used to go and hustle, so we had enough time to, to explore everything. So my brother, would, me and him, would go to the shop where they are selling bread. It's a chemist shop and a bread seller too. So he, my, me, I would be talking to him, pretending to talk to him, like what to buy, medicine. Say, sir, do you have... The, because because my, we knew the names of many medicines because my, my mom was always taking different types. Amen? Indocid. Um, Ibrofen. Uh, so we'll just be asking... So, sir, do you have this one? Say you have. Okay, yeah. How about this other one? You say, yes, I have. Okay, sir. Um, my mom said I should buy, but I'm trying to remember another one. You say I should buy you. Sir, uh, sir I can't remember. The mom said, my friend, be fast. I have things to do. The mom will be attending to other people. My brother will be outside collecting bread. <laughs> Amen? As soon as he has collected the bread, he will just me. Maybe they know Say, sir, I can't remember this drug, sir. Let me go back home and tell my mommy to tell me the name again. That's how we, we go out of the place. Very smart in evil. The first day we did it, I was the one that was to take the bread. My brother was to do the talking. I, as I held the bread, all my body started shaking. <laughs> Amen. As I held the oh my, the first day, all my body was like this. My brother came and said, take, 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 take. I ran away. It was the first thing. But as we continued, we became experts. Smart. All to do, they don't manage to catch us. Smart. Because we continued. Somebody say continue. Yeah, we continued. So we were smart. We buy kunu from one woman. That kunu we are drinking. We are drinking. <laughs> There's a woman that usually sells it. Is it how we, we did all stupid things. I'm telling you. Is that how we save our, our food money to buy kunu evening? Because there's something about kunu and bread. It's actually even very soft. So that bread and kunu was something too special. We couldn't miss it. So you're, you're feeling me, sir. So we'll buy kunu from the man and then that, that, in the, we'll wait for him. That man brings his bread every evening. It used to be hot and fresh. Then we'll do that. But as we began, as I began to give my life to Christ, um, we started exercising ourselves on the goodness. The way we became expert in stealing, expert in lying, expert in doing that wickedness, we now give ourselves to become experts. It will not it, you, it will not be easy from the first day that you say, okay, now I want to start praying. I want to have a prayer life. Now I want to start studying the word of God. The first two days, if you open your Bible, you will sleep. It's normal. Go back again. Keep doing it. You are smoking Igbo. Don't worry. Keep coming to church. If you come to church, the first you will feel, feel uncomfortable. You will feel somehow. But after a while, you will hate that thing. Am I communicating here? And you now enjoy this particular thing that you are doing. This is how to overcome repeated sin. If you want your confidence to stay intact, you must exercise yourself unto goodness. The way you are used to the former life, you must now become used to the good life. We took our dogs out recently from the house to the cage. Immediately we took the dogs into the cage. They became very uncomfortable. After they were hitting the net. Ah, ah, we left them there. Just like some of you, when we stay, we should pray for five hours or three hours. You, some of you pray, you lie down, sleep small, wake up. It's fine. But keep praying. After a while, so after a while, the dogs became quiet. But they know we are not coming to move them from there. They know that that's their permanent house from now. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. This is the same thing. It's the same thing. It's very simple. I pray upon everyone, under the sound of my voice, the grace to exercise yourself unto godliness and to become strong in the Lord. It rests upon you right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. So look at this. Romans chapter 12 verse 12 says something. Rejoicing in hope. 
Somebody say rejoicing in hope. Say it again. Say rejoicing in hope. You, don't, you, you can never rejoice if you don't have hope. If anything spoils your confidence, it has spoiled your joy. Shout hallelujah. Oh. Say with me. Put your hands on your chest and say with me. Nothing will spoil my confidence. Therefore, nothing spoils my joy. So that scripture, Romans 12, 12 says, Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. You see these two things? You see these two things? So, okay. You see these two things? Hope, confidence, and joy. It will help you to thrive through tribulation. It will also help you to be instant in prayer. If you don't have a prayer life, it's not a prayer problem you have. You have a joy problem and a hope problem. Did you hear what I just said now? If you lack a prayer life, if you don't have a prayer life, that's not the actual problem. The actual problem you have is a confidence problem and a joy problem. You are not confident in what the Lord has said about you. And you are not joyful about it. You are not hopeful in what the Lord has said about you. And therefore, you are not joyful about it. Therefore, your prayer life will be crippled. Your word life will be crippled. Say, I receive back my joy. I receive back my hope. Shout the loudest, Amen. You see, as I'm, talk, as I'm speaking like this, now, I want to switch into another dimension of joy. See, if I start talking about joy, we can hear for the next three hours and I won't finish. But I'm not going to go and do that. I'm going to allow us to pray. Are we together? Are we together? Listen, there is nothing that can resurrect your confidence than what you just heard right now. The word of God. And if, you have, if you've got the word of God, then joy if you've got your confidence back, then joy will become. So sometimes you feel things are really going bad. You just stand up on your feet and you start dancing. You start jumping. Glory to God. Christ in me, my hope of glory. Glory to God. God's plans for me are final. Glory to God. I have confidence in the grace of God. Glory to God. God's death and burial is not in vain. Glory to God. My home is in heaven. I have a life after now. I have an inheritance after now. Glory to God. You rejoice. Listen, we must learn to rejoice in this church. You hear what I'm saying? See, sometimes you will think that you need to be feel joy to rejoice. No. 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 The same way it does not take understanding to have faith. It takes faith to have understanding. It does not take joy to be joyful. It takes being joyful to have joy. Are you hearing what I just said? You don't have to feel joy to be joyful. You have to, many times you have to be joyful to have joy. Did you know what the Bible commands? It said, command, it said, I say unto you, rejoice. Again, I say, rejoice. Joy is a command. And you, you produce it because you have confidence in the word of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Let me just show you something quickly. Uh, what Jesus did. <laughs> and he, when he did that thing, it looked like he was mad. I think it's the book of Luke chapter 10. I think I wrote it on my book. Luke chapter 10. For time's sake. Verse 21. Let's all read together. Kibran Savannah Tengra Hostevele Shilo. Let's read together. Luke chapter 10 verse 21. I think that's where we're going to be closing. Luke 10 21. Let's read together. Ah, uh, you are not. Are you, are you there? I said, are you there? Oh, Jesus. Let's pray. Let's, let's read. Sorry. Let's read. One, two, three, go. 
Now Jesus just he was just talking with them. All of a sudden, he did something like this. Glory, glory, glory. And and then he said, Father, I thank you for these things has been hidden from the wise and has been revealed to your people. That's what he did. He rejoiced from nowhere. From serious discussion. He rejoiced. That thing that Jesus did, the Greek word for it is called agalio. Somebody say agalio. One day we are going to have a conference and all we are going to be talking about is joy. We are going to target the agalio conference. Hallelujah. He just shouted and spin. Glory! Thank you Lord for hiding these things, these mysteries from the wise and revealing it to the simple. Thank you Lord. Now, he didn't, see, we didn't know if he was, listen, at this point he knows he was going to die. Are you aware? At this point he was suffering. At this point everybody was against him. But he was joyful. Because joy, joy is, is you, you, don't, you don't need to be, you don't need to feel joy to be joyful. You need to be joyful to get it. Are we together? So, but there's something we, we need to take note of what, what happened there. He didn't just rejoice and kept quiet. He rejoiced and he began to say something. Are you hear what I'm saying? Now, what did God give as an instruction to the children of Israel when they went to um, Jericho to fight? He told them to march around the world and he told them to shout for joy. They did not feel joyful at that moment. In fact, their emotions for that time was fear. They felt afraid because they, they just went in faith. No, see, let me tell you something. Faith is not the absence of fear. Faith is the presence of confidence in the midst of fear. Faith is allowing hope to, to have more influence over fear. It's not the absence of fear. So they were afraid, but they allowed their confidence, their faith, and their hope to over, override their fear. So, do you know, So they were feeling scared, but they shouted for joy. And as soon as they shouted for joy, the war came, came down. And then when the war, as the war was coming down, their joy became real. Did you hear what I just said now? So many times, don't feel, don't wait until something good happens before you rejoice. Even when you are going through, hey, even when you are going through, that scripture I just read, Romans 12, 12. It says, it says, um, let me just quote it again because my, my, my head is a lot, it's full. Romans 12, 12. Remember what he said? He says, rejoice rejoice, rejoice in hope, patience in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. So even when things are not going well, the Bible commands you rejoice. The Bible commands you are excited. It's not the right thing to do. When the people, when the world look at you, they will look at you as a madman. Why are you excited? Oh God, Jesus, they are coming to kill you. Why are you excited? So when, he, when, when Jesus rejoiced, he didn't just rejoice and kept, kept on, he said something. He says, thank you Lord for doing this. So anytime you, you are rejoicing, Say something. This is what we call what we call praise. You know, in quotes, it's what we call praise. You are you are jumping, rejoicing, but you are saying, Thank you, Lord. For I am the righteousness of Christ in Christ Jesus. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. For Christ in me is my hope of glory. Thank you, Lord. For my future is bright. Eyes has not seen and ears has no heart. For the light to the hearts of man. What God has proposed for them that love me. Thank you, Lord. And then you are rejoicing. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, rejoice. Even before you feel like it. Say if you rejoice. Because the word says rejoice. You will feel like it. Shout a big amen. amen. <laughs> I want to read one last scripture and then we are here. Philippians 4 verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Somebody say rejoice in the Lord always. 
Okay, I wish the Bible said rejoice sometimes. Or when you feel like it. He said always. Someone say always. So when I don't feel like it, I will rejoice. I'm rejoicing because I have hope. <laughs> I have confidence in what God says about me. I'm rejoicing because my future is secured. I'm not a small person. I'm not going to end a mediocre. I'm rejoicing because something good has been spoken of me. I'm rejoicing because even Jesus, God rejoices over me. The Bible says God rejoices over us with singing. God is rejoicing over you. Why are you not rejoicing? So one of the beautiful things that this your joy begins to do for you, when you start rejoicing, it produces strength on your inside and it gives you the ability, it puts your faith in motion. It gives you the ability to get anything answered. Let's read Philippians 4, 4. Stand to your feet. Because we are going to, do, we are going to practice what we have read now. Are you ready to practice it? Are you ready to practice what you read? Philippians 4 and verse 4. Let's read it together. Philippians 4 and verse 4. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen, I want you to be ready to practice what you've just read. You have to practice this. Glory. glory. Remember what I said about glory, right? When you say glory, you are announcing what you carry. Are you here? I said glory. glory. Some people don't want to announce what they carry. I said glory. glory. I said glory. glory. Philippians 4 verse 4. Let's, let's read together. One, this is not the point anybody should miss out. <laughs> Hold on first. Because joy is a weapon. Somebody say joy is a weapon. Are we together? Yes, Philippians 4, 4. Listen, listen. I just want you to know that this thing is a weapon. Listen, if you know this, you can, you can do anything. I think another scripture that I always quote is Philippians 4, 16. Um, the Bible says, do not, do not be anxious for anything, but in all things, do pray and supplication. Make a request known to God in thanksgiving. Just thanking God. I was teaching you guys this morning now about thanksgiving. I read scripture... Um, Isaiah 60 and verse 18 to you. Remember that the Bible says your salvation has become your war and your, pray, your praise has become the gates. And I said anytime a man knows how to praise, he's opening his, his gates to the presence of God and he's shutting his gate to some certain negative things. And if you don't know how to praise, your gate is constantly open. You don't even have a gate. So a man who doesn't know how to rejoice and praise God, he's, he's, even though he's saved, many things will attack him. Did you, did you get what I just said now? I feel like I'm just quoting too much scriptures. We are going to rejoice over, over the promises of God. We are going to rejoice that God is bringing us into our million realm. Somebody say the million flow, the million flow is here. here. So I don't, I don't have to feel it. I, don't have to feel it. I, rejoice, I rejoice because it's already there. Shout it big amen. Some of you as you are rejoicing what you are opening your gate for is favor. Some of you are opening your gate for increase. Some of you are opening the gate for advancement, promotion. Some of you, your gates are going to be open for unusual anointing. Did you hear what I just said now? Glory to God. I said glory to God. And then some of you actually rejoice. What you have done is that you are shutting the door of, of sickness and infirmity. You are shutting that door completely from your life and from your family's life. That's what you are doing. Because praise is a gate. Tell your neighbor, praise is a gate. Say it again. Say praise is a gate. Say rejoicing is a gate. So don't just rejoice. Hey, 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 hey. As you rejoice, say something. Thank you, Lord. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. My life is better. My future is bright. I have confidence in the word of God. I don't care what the world says. I am confident in what the word, the word of God says. My life, my future is bright. Eyes has not seen. Ears has not heard. I am the head and not the tail. I am above only and not beneath. 
This is how to praise. Are you hearing me? Oh. I will learn to nations. My kind of wealth is the wealth that lends to nations. I have a lively hope. I said I have a lively hope. I said I have a lively hope. I have a lively hope. Say at the resurrection. I will not be left dead. I will arise with the saints. Say my home is heaven. Say I am not ashamed. I am confident. In what the word says. That my destiny. And my destination. Is heaven. This is the, these are the kind of things. This was what David's wife saw. He was doing this thing, and the wife looked at him and said, Yabumu, and God became angry with the woman. This is this is true praise. When you are rejoicing over what the word says, ah, all of a sudden you, you begin to pick it. All of a sudden, the joy produces strength on your side. So all of a sudden, you now know what to do. All of a sudden, you now know where to go, who to call. Is the weapon of joy. Are you still here? In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. I'll take your seat for a while. Hallelujah. We'll close now. We'll close now. Amen. Amen. I prophesy this season joy brings the presence. The presence makes all things possible. Finances come. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening. We know this powerful message by Pastor Emmanuel Azizor has blessed you in no small way. Kindly WhatsApp plus 234-701-652-3173 if you wish to give your life to Christ or share your testimonies with us. The number to WhatsApp is plus 234-701-652-3173. God bless you.